What's good? It's your favorite host, Zay Moore, and I'm here with another episode of the Zay Sun Podcast. I just want to first start off by thanking you all for listening, for sharing, for uh, just promoting for me. And we've amassed a pretty decent following so far, and I expect that to grow a little more <laughs> um, with y'all's help. So thank you again. If you haven't already, subscribe on Apple Music um, and on Spotify uh, and rate us. Give me five stars, leave a comment if you like, all that good stuff. Today I have a very special episode. Um, I have someone who's, who I wanted to talk to for a long time. Um, I feel like every time we've had a conversation, it got cut short because we were either out drinking or just, you know, just out of the party or whatever. Um, so we've got a chance to sit down and really discuss some topics. Uh, Megan De La Cruz. Hello, hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, of course. Um... So today I want to start with a segment called What They Saying. What They Saying is a segment where I take uh, either a meme or just a hot topic from, for the week or the time of year um, and just have a, convers- a brief conversation on it. Okay. Um, so today I want to talk to you about cuffing season. <laughs> oh Lord, uh, yeah, it cu- is among us. <laughs> it's cuffing season. It's among <laughs> us. <laughs> um, what's your idea or what's your opinion of cu- cuffing season? Um, so I guess I view fall as cuffing season. So like winter is, is that, and then yeah. the springtime or summer is kind of when it's the polar opposite. Yeah. Um, single. Yeah. Like I would say I view it as like wanting to kind of during the winter months, really find someone to just be with. Yeah. And, you know, for me personally, I would say it's real and not just seasonal. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I view it. Got you. Um, yes. when does cuffing season start exactly? You said fall, so like beginning of fall or like... I mean, I think it's relative. I For me, I would probably say it's kind of after summer, it slows down, you know, it's getting cold out, you want to be at home a little more, maybe sit down and watch Sunday Night Football with someone. Yeah. Um, I would definitely just say around that kind of September, October time frame. Gotcha. Yeah. So by the time cuffing season starts, you should already have one person that you're like with, right? I mean, if you want to, like mm-hmm. me personally, I just... I'm by myself. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if you want to have someone during that time, that yeah, that'd be the idea of the time frame. The reason I asked, because I saw something on, on Instagram, and mm-hmm. they were asking, uh, should you have, or could you have multiple people during cuffing season? And I don't agree with it. Like, I, I think you should, I feel like maybe late August is when you start weeding out whatever roster you Game over. <laughs> all the players. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, I want right, to right. keep this as my star player <laughs> yep. and go into cuffing season with. So by the time cuffing season starts, you do have that one person that you can sit down and watch mm-hmm. Sunday night football or go get breakfast on a Saturday morning. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. one thing. So. I think, so I mean, for me personally, um, I try to, if I am seeing somebody or say this, if we're going with the whole cuffing season analogy, mm-hmm. um, I definitely would prefer to just have one person and I think that it's it's very relative so I mean I'm never going to judge anyone that does anything differently than me yeah um if you're dating multiple people I think it's important for you to a be transparent about that yeah. um you know to set expectations so if somebody thinks you're monogamous or this is just a you know a one-on-one thing or a little bit more serious than you do that you relay that information yeah. um yeah and then just have those conversations so it's just to be open and honest and I don't think there's anything wrong with dating multiple people, but again, I think it has everything to do with your intentions and, you know, yeah. kind of that transparency. You're jumping right into the conversation. Like, sure am. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just to put a button on the, the cuffing season topic, cuffing season is for one person and one person only. I'm putting that out there. No. <laughs> I mean, so you can. What, you what can, do you think? Because cuffing season, what is what is cuffing mean? Cuffing means like you're with somebody. It's a relationship. It's not the talking stage. It's not the dating stage. Dating, you can can date multiple people. So cuffing is like relationship. But if you think of cuff links, you know, like an actual literal term, like you need two of them. So (laughs) two people, (laughs) me and the other person. That's about it. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. (laughs) But, um, all right. So since you, you mentioned it a little bit, you said that you were single, right? Correct. So what does it mean to be single? Uh, I think it's different for every person. Uh, for me, being single just means I'm not dating anyone exclusively. Um, I'm not in a relationship. You don't have necessarily that title. Um, I think being single is really finding yourself and working on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that, to me, is the u- best utilization of that time. 
Um, even though I think you should be doing that in a relationship as well. Yeah, never start working on yourself. Correct. Yeah. Um, you said uh, dating. What is dating? Like, what's the difference between dating and talking? Is I, there a okay, so I'm actually, I, oh God, I think it's generational for sure. Like, yeah. our generation is just, nah, that wasn't my girl. We're just talking. So I think that talking is kind of the segue or intro to dating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like pre-dating. I, Kind of, but I also think it's this generation's way of having their cake and eating it too. So it's like being able to, yeah, that's how I would say it for, depending on the person. Um, But it's just, you know, like I want all of the aspects of a relationship, but I don't want to have that commitment. But moreover, you can't be mad then. Right. Because we're just talking. Yeah. I think since the implementation of uh, social media, Mm -hmm. the talking phase kind of grew from that. Because most people meet online. A lot of people meet online. Right. Whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Or if you meet someone out, you get their your their social media and then you talk to them True. through that. Or text them even. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's just the pre-dating. It's like, I don't know if I want to take you out on a date. I don't know if I want to spend money on you. I don't know if I want to waste time building something or mm-hmm. trying to build something. So, we talk to get to that point. So, it's like pre-dating. I would say it's not necessarily like that literal of a term that you're just talking because yeah. I would even classify, I've gone on dates with people and I would just still just say that it. we're just talking. Gotcha. You know. I would. So at what point does it become dating? I know it's a, it's a weird mm, line. I know it's a, it's a weird slippery slope to yeah. me. Um, I think it's kind of once you both agree that you want to see where it could go. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, like I'm not ready to be exclusive with you in terms of like you're my boyfriend, but I'm also not talking to anyone else. So it's kind of more of a agreed thing that you're going to continue to see if it can grow or have potential. Okay. It's how I would classify it for myself. But then that goes against what you said a little earlier. You said, <laughs> Probably. That, but uh, dating, you can date multiple people. So if you're dating... No. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Nah, if you're dating multiple people, are mm-hmm. you not talking to... You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they are one and the same. But again, um, what I said earlier is that it's important to be transparent. Gotcha. So if you set that expectation, like, hey, look, you know, like, I'm really interested in you and I do want to see where this is going to go. Um, but I also want you to know I'm seeing other people as well. I mean, then you've given the opportunity to the other person to decide if they want to move forward with you or not. Gotcha. So, so we got talking, seeing and dating. No, I'm kidding. Right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but right. No, um, I agree with that. I think mm-hmm. you said something um, very uh, specific. You said you set the parameters of mm-hmm. what we're trying to do here. So if you say, um, I see something in you and I like what I see in you, mm-hmm. but I am still dating other people mm-hmm. for pretty much the same reason. I see stuff in them as well. But, you know, I, I think that is a good indicator of um, dating. Once you say, I see something in you and I want to build something, that's dating. Talking is just getting to know someone. I would agree. Okay. Yeah. Um. So with that being said... When does it become a relationship? When you ask me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he, the guy has to ask you Absolutely. out? Absolutely. Will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> Just like that? With um, the note? Yes, no, maybe. Yes. Check mark later. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, okay, I guess now it would be once you kind of have that Again, that conversation, yeah. you know, it's just to, you do want to be exclusive. Like, you know, I'm looking to be a little bit more serious um, for me, I mm-hmm. guess. So I've initiated it before, but yeah. I, I think generally I do enjoy when a man initiates it. However, I've also, there's also been situations where a man has just randomly started calling me his girlfriend and we never really had that conversation. That happens, yeah. And uh, then that's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like, I didn't know we were doing that. You're like, really? Yeah. yeah. It's news to me. <laughs> so, um so do you only believe in monogamous relationships in what sense in like the actual relationship so not the dating phase not the talking phase um like versus polygamy yeah however you interpret my question um do i only believe in monogamous relationships i would say so yes for yourself for myself when i look at a relationship i relate of relationship to boyfriend and girlfriend mm-hmm. or you know potentially more so I mean monogamy to me is one so I mean mono you know one so right. I, I would just assume that yeah it's just me and that person gotcha so and that's just my personal um, beliefs and ideals all right mm-hmm. but you do um, understand that there could be like someone else's um, 
interpretation of a monogamous relationship could be different from yours. Mm-hmm. How so, though? I mean, I think um, monogamy is monogamy, so, like, I'd be surprised. I mean, there's terms like monogamish. It was ish. like, yeah, it's like ish, monogamy ish, like we're monogamish. That's that's the thing. Um, 2018, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, it's like, <laughs> 2018. It is the year of the subgenre. Ish. Yeah, and that's where it's always like. Talking ish. But it's um, where you, I guess, have, you ha- you invite someone else to be a part of your relationship occasionally. I don't Hell think. Hell no. No, for me. <laughs> right, so you're not into anything poly at all. Or no, polyish. Nope. Um, you know, and I know that a lot of people. I've watched shows, you know, where people believe in polygamous relationships, where there's one man and multiple women. Yeah. Although I think it's interesting that it's not flip flop, um, where you can't. That's, that's a good. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think it's. I know it relates back to the Bible where they say, you know, a man is supposed to spread their seed and you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But I, I you know, it's. So it's a one for me. Okay, I want to I give you something to think because you just mentioned the Bible. and um, I think, honestly, uh, I was actually having a conversation with someone else. I feel like um, human beings aren't innately monogamous. Hmm. Um, I think monogamy is a choice. I think it's something that you have to tell yourself, okay, I'm going to be with this one person. And, I, think I would agree. And you substantiate that claim or that, you know, whatever mm-hmm. with because I feel this I feel this way for this person so I'm gonna do right by this person mm-hmm. I think it's a choice um but innately I don't think we're monogamous and I think and this is gonna sound super sexist but I feel like women are more monogamous are innately more monogamous than men mm-hmm. reason being if sex is to to produce right right that's what it's for um when women get pregnant they're pregnant for nine months. Men have no... There's nothing that stops them from going out and planting more seeds. Mm-hmm. So women are made to be a little more sedentary. Men are made to be a little more... I uh, can't think of the word, but to move around mm-hmm. more. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree. Do you think that then... So if, if we're not predisposed to be monogamous... Um, would you say that somebody in a relationship is then subsequently settling to a certain degree? Mm, yeah. Because, and I just think with with um, any, any choice you make, you're settling. Mm-hmm. Because mm. there's always something that you don't like. Like nothing is perfect. Hmm. So it could be 99% great. But yeah. there's one percent of something that you're not like. Even when you choose uh, an apartment, when you chose this house, mm-hmm. is there anything that you didn't like about it when you did the viewing? The rent. <laughs> <laughs> but still, there's something. Yeah. There's something there, and you're like, okay, but I'm gonna make the choice to live here, to settle here. I see. I think settle has a negative connotation, though. It does. So I mean, that's kind of why I asked you the question. If if you thought that it would. You know, it's settling or if it's more or less the benefits outweigh the cons. Exactly. And that's why I specifically said the 99% with the sure. 1% because I want, I don't want it to be misconstrued like settling is, yeah, yeah you're taking a, a God, cut. I'm so happy I'm in a relationship. I'm just settling. Right. It's, that's <laughs> bogus. But I feel like anything, with anything, any choice you make, there's, uh, there's some sort of settlement. Okay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> With that being said, uh, is love a choice? Uh, I need more context. Okay, so we we said that being monogamous in a relationship is a choice mm-hmm. that you have to make. Um, do you feel like we humans choose to love? I oh I don't. Okay, I think you do choose to love. Mm-hmm. I do think that, but I also think that kind of goes against the standard of you can't help who you love. You know, if that you've yeah. ever heard that you you can't you can't choose who you love or however you're yeah. whoever you're drawn to, right. which I also don't necessarily agree with. Um, I think the act in itself, you know, and again, it's going to tie into whatever you view love is. I mean, for example, I love my mother. Right. Um, do I choose to love her? I think most people love their moms, you know. Yeah. Um, but I would still say it's a choice because I do things to show that I love her. Right. So I think love is also an act and not just a feeling. Mm-hmm. So I would say, mm-hmm. yeah, but I would say it's a choice. Yeah. To a um, degree. But aside from uh like family love in a sure. relationship. That's even more over a choice. Yeah. I yeah. would definitely say so because I mean, at the end of the day there's no ties to that person. 
Right. Um, other than feelings or what you, you know, how you look at that person or how they make you feel. But that's one person. It's a lot more, it's a lot easier to cut that person out, you know, yeah. out of your life versus family. It's going to be a lot more challenging. There's going to be more obstacles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're kind of a little bit tied to them. Yeah. <laughs> a little more. Just, yeah. just a, little. a little bit. <laughs> just, a little. just a tad. Right. But yeah, I, I agree. I think um, love is definitely a choice. The it's a feeling that you it, it's like it grows to a point that you probably can't control but it it initially starts when you open your mind and say i want to love this person or mm-hmm. i i can love this person you make yourself susceptible to that growth mm-hmm. but i think it does start with a choice do you think that then so with that saying you can't help who you love how would you then explain that um i mean what do they call mm, that a saying yeah <laughs> okay uh you can't help who you love. Mm-hmm. For example, there's been times where, you know, there's people that I've been drawn to. And right. it's like, I don't want to like this person. I wouldn't necessarily equate that as love, but it's right. still a feeling. Yeah. So, you know, and it's like, well, how do you explain that? You my, know? my experience with that is I still made a choice to to like them, to want. I see something in them and I'm like, hmm, that makes me want to feel a certain way about them okay um and it's 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 more of a that's a really good philosophy question because right. i feel like if i studied philosophy a little more i could probably <laughs> yeah all the philosophical like, phenomena yeah. but um yeah i think when you open your mind to the possibility of something happening there's room for it to grow and to happen mm-hmm. you make yourself susceptible okay to it okay so what about people that are emotionally unavailable? Do you think that it's possible they're for... They're choosing not to. You think so? Yeah. I feel like they're choosing not to, and that could be because of trauma. Okay. Something happened in the past that made them feel like, ah, I don't want to go down that road anymore. You even hear people say that. They're like, I don't want to I don't want to open myself up to someone again because I'm afraid of being hurt. Sure. If, if you listen to the terminology that people use to justify why they are closed off in certain ways, mm-hmm. it's very telling. Um, if you listen to the words. So I do think that's a choice. 100%. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So do you believe in the whole, like, you have to have butterflies to be in a relationship? Uh, I think that it's exciting, you yeah. know, when you first get to know someone and a lot of the first, so it's like before you kiss them or before, you know, you're intimate or the first date when you first, like a lot of the first yeah. for me I get butterflies because I'm nervous <laughs> it, it, I'm so happy you said that that's my argument I feel like it's it's um the anxiety of meeting someone new of not knowing what's gonna angst. happen next I would say angst. the angst yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah um the angst of not knowing what's gonna happen next and like wanting it to happen you know like mm-hmm. and so it's it's emotion built up and it makes it feel like butterflies or whatever mm-hmm. um but it's the nervousness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's part of it because I know with people I've dated in the past, the butterflies always existed, even throughout after being there for you know after mm-hmm. all of the firsts. Um, gotcha. I would say it's it was I, yeah. I mean the butterflies were still there though. All right, explain. What do you mean? How so? I, I was still excited to see them. So even though I've seen them, that's not butterflies. That's different. It was still angst though. Like oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like I, I mean I wouldn't. If you're, you know, relaying that to, you know, nervousness, of course I wasn't nervous, but right. it was ex- it's more of an excitement butterfly then, I guess, versus gotcha. like angst. Gotcha. So, do you believe butterflies exist? I don't know. I, I really struggle with that. I don't, I don't really think so because I've been able to, I don't want to say fake butterflies, but I, I've <laughs> been able to like make that happen with pretty much any woman that I've talk to really yeah i mean i feel like it's uh you men have to be a lot more interesting than women do i have to be like societally because it's harder to get a woman's attention than it is for a woman to get a man's attention would you agree with that why do you think that is um because guys are easy like (laughs) (laughs) do i agree with that um Kind of yes and no, kind of yes and no, because if you look at population-wise, there's way more women than there are men. So, I mean, that kind of right. contradicts that statement a little bit, but... Not really. That's that's 
like happenstance. That's uh, probability. Like we have, you roll the dice. You don't. You know what I mean? Right. It just lands that way. So I, I, but I really think men have to be. How many times has a guy walked up to you and said, "Hey, yo, you beautiful. What's your name?" And never. You, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. If, for y'all who can't see, that was mad sarcasm in her face. But <laughs> never happened. But um, so and you don't give them the time of day. You, I mean, you may entertain a, a brief conversation just mm-hmm. so you don't feel like a shitty person mm-hmm. for pushing them off. But you're not interested. I would say so. I've actually had, um, it's funny you bring that up. There was a gentleman, this was way after bar closed, so we were eating. Yeah. And it was about 3 o'clock, and he kept up, came up to me and started chit-chatting. Mind you, he came in with a woman, so there's also that factor. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he said, hey, how are you? Small talk, blah, blah, blah. Answered his questions, turned away. And then he kept continuing the conversation, but my body language, my back was to him, so I don't know why he wasn't picking it up. Yeah. Um, but it finally got to a point where I just said, you know, excuse me, sir, like, I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but I'm just not interested. Yeah. And um, he's like, okay, well, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah. And we move forward. So kind of a little bit of a tangent. But no, but it's it goes to my point. He was trying to show you that he was interesting mm-hmm. so that you would be attracted to him because we have to find ways to be interesting. That's why guys deal with a lot more rejection than women do. Sure. Overall, and I know if you take each woman, like, individually and match up with a man, and she'll probably say, well, I've had more rejection than him. But, I mean, overall. Yeah. Um, we, we have to build that. We build a calluses for rejection, and we build personality. Okay. There's a lot of pretty women without personality. Yeah. Can we agree with that? There's a lot of attractive men with shitty personalities. <laughs> exactly. But... <laughs> So yeah, um, I think men have to be more interesting than women. Uh, and going back to what I said before about um, the butterflies, I've been able to not fake butterflies, but I feel like, and maybe this is just my my uh, perspective mm-hmm. on the women that I've talked to, but I feel like they're super interested. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, so when I talk, I feel like I can recreate that moment, that super interest. And I feel like, um, sorry, I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit, but I, I think butterflies is just like extreme interest mm-hmm. um bottled up and you feel it throughout your body right? right so i feel like i can make that happen with virtually any woman that i talk to and my experience has been that mm-hmm. but again going back to what i said i don't um, like the honeymoon phase almost yeah um sure. and maybe maybe i'm projecting maybe i'm reading into it the wrong way mm-hmm. but anytime i talk to women they become interested and they're like um, I just feel so comfortable around hey, you. Zay. Right. You know, like it, it, it always they always end up divulging information that they say they wouldn't normally divulge. <laughs> right. Um but it I just I bring a certain level of comfort and then that comfort breeds interest. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where um butterflies stem from. Sure. So I don't hundred percent believe in the idea just because I feel like it can you can make that happen with anybody. I can meet somebody in a bar right now and spark up a conversation and that person might feel the quote-unquote butterflies. So you think you can create it for other people? I feel like I can create it in any interaction I have with someone. Do you think, do you, think you can create it for yourself? Um, I mean, cause how, would, how, would, no, how would you quantify like, see, making... My, my butterflies would... I'd become interested in somebody based off of their answers to some of the questions that I ask. Okay. And I don't necessarily have a script, but the way the conversation flows and I just feel out who they are through that conversation. I'm like, oh, you're a pretty dope person. You have an interesting perspective on whatever the topic is. You know, I I like that you challenge me mentally or intellectually in some way. Right. I'm interested in you. And that's how that kind of happens. But... It's not, I don't feel butterflies. It's just like, oh, I like you. Right. I want to talk to you more. But, butterflies, butterflies. <laughs> I think, I. you know what? I I, I guess, in, through my experience, I've um, made butterflies synonymous with, like, the, maybe the tail end of a relationship. <laughs> like, when it's breaking up and you don't want it to break up and you feel like... Uh, 
Yeah, like that's a soup. so backwards. It is. It, 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 it is because it's like I feel like I don't want to lose this person because mm-hmm. I'm so comfortable. So it's the, it's the the loss of something that was always there. I guess that's what I make butterflies synonymous. Like that's the feeling that I get. Weird. Um. Yeah, you're a weirdo. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'll be weird. Um. But yeah, so branching off of that. You said that you don't agree, or you do agree that men have to be more interesting. Interesting. Um, I think that a woman needs to still be interesting as well. Yeah. I, you know, but I, I eh. in society as a whole, not you personally. I, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's. Hmm. I would say in general, men don't need to be more interesting. It depends on. Like, I mean, if they have money or not, from no. a societal standpoint. But is... that's interest. I mean, that, okay. that that he has something that makes you like, hmm, so what do you do for a living? That's the first question you ask if a guy has money. It makes you more interested in his life. What does he sure. do? Uh, what kind of car does he have? Where does he live? How'd you get there? You know what I mean? Guys have to have something to make you a more in- Yeah, a story. Women don't. You just have to look pretty. And then I'm like, yo. Let me put it in. Sad. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm speaking generally for men, not myself. I I don't know. But (laughs) it just got real. (laughs) But it's it's that's what it is. You look pretty, and it's like the rest comes. It's like it's a plus for most men. Hmm. The intellectual concept or the dynamic. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. That comes later. It's like oh, well, you're interesting too. Mm -hmm. You have great sex, but you're interested now. Yeah, so it's I don't know. Right. It's a weird, weird dynamic. twisted thing dynamic that we yeah. have. Um. So going back to relationships, um, how how important is sex in a relationship? <laughs> I would say it's a it's pretty important. Okay. I would say so. Do you feel like you should have an open dialogue about what you like sexually or? Absolutely. I mean, I think that it's important for that person to know. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't let them just guess. You know? I was, yeah, I was going to ask that yeah, too. Yeah, no, I would, I'm more so, I'll tell tell them. Or, I mean, if you can almost make a game out of it. You know, yeah. it's like rather than be like, no, 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 like two centimeters to the left. Yeah. Or like, no, 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 you know, you could just right. say, you can talk them through it in a very, like, less. Ish, like seductive so like, kind of yeah. way. So like dirty talk, but exactly. instructional. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever like read articles, they actually suggest that. So. Yeah. I've, it's funny. Um, there's a comedian. I don't remember exactly which comedian, so I can't like credit it to yeah. them. But basically, and I'm gonna butcher it. But basically, he was saying, um, women don't dirty talk; they give corrections. So it was like harder it was like it's not she's not (laughs) (laughs) suggesting that you go harder she's saying yo you doing this week you know what i mean so that was funny he says it a lot better i would i would probably agree with that actually yeah Yeah. i'd probably i think so yeah um being a a single woman just had to throw that out there didn't you you, well you threw it out there in the beginning (laughs) no um so when you being that you've been single and not I'm not uh, assuming anything about your number of partners, but you do date and then if something doesn't work out, then it's like, okay, now you got to start all over. Mm -hmm. And I know that um, body count is usually uh, in the back of most women, most people's minds Mm -hmm. in today's society because of the stigma associated with how many people you've had sex with and all that stuff. So um, do you think that that's a big factor in dating? Uh, well, a couple things that I want to touch on. So, I'm actually a little bit, I guess I wouldn't say backwards, but this is how I think I'm a little different from society. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are okay with casual sex. I'm just not one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, I tend to, and of course I'm not perfect, but like I like to get in relationships first before that ensues. Yeah. Um, so, it's sure, I mean, buying the car before you drive it, more or less. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, right. I mean, at any given point, you don't have to be in a relationship with someone, but... I like to, you know, again, set that expectation, set that standard, um, and that way it's, it's, you know, there's no casual aspect about it. But in terms of body count, a couple things. I think it's more prevalent with women than men. I think that there's... I agree with you. Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, 
women get judged by it a lot more frequently where men get praised. So there's that double standard there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in general, it's become a little bit more of a topic just from a health perspective yeah. as of late. Um, for me, yeah. it's always been important, but I think as of late, it's been kind of brought to the surface to, you know, yes. use condoms and be yeah. a little smarter. <laughs> um, Contraceptive. Yeah. Do I think it matters? Uh, you know... It does. Okay. <laughs> it really does. To me, to me. So, so is there like a hard limit, like a certain number where it's like, you know, yeah, like, dude got too many. It, it matters in the sense that mm. I might look at someone a certain way, a man. So, I mean, a man that says, I've only had sex with five people versus a man that has had sex with a hundred. There's mm. going to be a different perception. Both are going to have pros and cons. So, I mean, like, oh, really? Yeah. You're 30 with only five partners. That's yeah. different. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> the sarcasm that is belittling. Like, that's different. Well, I mean, it's you know, it's, it's uncommon. You know, right. so it's like, but then it's it's not that it's, uncommon. It's, I don't it's know. rare. You know, and then a guy that's had sex with like a hundred women. It's would I not date them? No, I mean, but it would be a lot more important for me to have them go get tested first and see paperwork and. Uh, just Which one would you prefer? If you have to choose ooh, five or a hundred. Ooh, that's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think from an assumption perspective, I would assume that the person with a hundred partners is either extremely irresponsible, but <laughs> <laughs> probably well-equipped, so like has the experience, probably knows how to please a woman. Um, again, all assumptions. Yeah. And then I would be kind of concerned that the five-person man maybe doesn't have as much experience or... Um, Maybe there's a reason his body count is that low. Right. But I would probably choose the five. I would choose the five because I would also assume that, you know, they haven't, how would I word this? I feel like it would be more special. It would mean more because they're not. It would mean more to them or you? I would assume both. You mean if that person's that No, what, you, why would you assume? I'm asking you. Oh. Would it it mean? Would it mean more to me that I'm their number six? Yeah. Would it be like an ego stroke or? No, I'm the shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, would it be? I mean, I, I, no, I don't know. Probably not. Actually, yeah. I really won't think. Yeah. Too much. I mean, maybe like okay, probably a little bit. I guess. Yeah. Like all right, number six. <laughs> so I guess. Yeah, I guess. How about you? Okay, now from a man's perspective, does um, body count matter? See. Uh, I can't, okay, I'm a little different from the stereotypical man and their opinions on this topic, because I've talked to a bunch of dudes about this, and... What's the general consensus you found? Um, that, like, all men? Mm-hmm. Um, that they don't want anybody who has over a certain number of bodies, mm-hmm. and usually that number is between, t- like, typically under 10. A lot of dudes say under 10, but then when I put it in perspective, I'm like, you you're 25 between 25 and 30 a lot of the people that I talk to so mm-hmm. 25 and 30 how many bodies have you had and then you're like, like oh shit it's like quadruple that right exactly <laughs> it's like so you got to give a little more leeway so under 20 is like a, a number of very common number that I've heard hmm. yeah interesting <clears throat> but for me personally I I don't necessarily have a number that would turn me off mm-hmm um, because I understand that everybody goes through life and they make they have they make decisions based on whatever mm-hmm. in their life, um, and it could be a reason. It could have been I, I factor in the variables, so um, it could have been a trauma, sexual trauma that caused her, or and I don't want to just limit it to sexual trauma because mm-hmm. then that's also offensive because it's like, well, I'm a woman, I can do whatever I want, so then mm-hmm. you get into all of that. But aside from that, like. You don't know what that person's been through, good or bad. They right. just wanted to experience this that way. For sure. Um, and if they're clean in the moment that I'm in contact with them and that we decide to go that route, then I, I'm i not going to judge it too much because I have a past. Mm-hmm. I've <laughs> I've done my you know my dirt or whatever. Sure. So I can't judge anybody based on their, their past. So let me ask you this. Would it make a difference if it was a girl... That had sex with twenty five people, uh, all protected, mm-hmm. or a woman that had sex with ten people, all unprotected. That's a great question. I know there's um, a lot of variables in that question too. Yeah, it is. 
Um, hmm. What, and your question is, would that make a difference? Mm-hmm. Like, is there one way or another that you... I mean, I guess I know you said that body count doesn't really matter for yeah, you. Yeah, so, so the number wouldn't matter, even... but that is a, that's an important variable, the unprotected or protected. Mm-hmm. So that's... Like, a hundred people, you know... Right. Protected versus unprotected is a whole different story. Yeah. Um, I would ask... It is. But... Um, I'm just thinking about my numbers. <laughs> I probably uh, might be meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I would want to know if the person is clean, and I don't know. Even with the the twenty five women who had sex protected, they could still contract herpes because herpes is a skin to skin virus. Mm-hmm. So it, I would have to know that they're clean. Mm-hmm. Um, would it make me look at them a little? I I mean, obviously, surface level, you like you're irresponsible. Mm-hmm. You. Why didn't you use a condom with 10 people? That's 10 separate dudes. And you're 25, so I doubt that you've had, you know, serious relationships with all 10 of those dudes. Right. So why didn't, you know, it, there's things like that. But if they're both clean, then I wouldn't, I don't know. It's circumstantial. I would have to meet the person and then they tell me. And I'm like, oh, you have a good vibe. Why did you do that? And then if I, if the answer, if I can deal with the answer, then cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I know. I have I to know. think on that for a little bit. Right. Um, but you don't you don't look at a man as l- less uh, attractive if he has less but like a, a lower amount of bodies. Oh, because that yeah, because I saw your face when we were talking about the, the five. The non judgmental part of me would say no, of course not. Right. <laughs> but the judgmental part would be. Again, I guess I would have to understand why. You know, if it's a religious yeah. reason. Um, but what if he's been in five serious relationships and they all lasted for two years? You know what that'd I mean? That'd be a whole nother, uh, right. a the, whole nother horse. I don't even know if that's even the same, but... <laughs> a whole nother the horse. A whole nother horse. Yeah. I, I, well, then I would attribute, depending on their age, and I mean, if they've been in five consecutive serious relationships, mm. um, I would actually be more concerned of if that person knows how to be alone. Um, to be honest, mm. I think if you're going, cause I would, I assume serious relationships are anywhere from one years to two years. I mean, that's okay. In theory, 10 years, right. how serious can they be if you're that young? I mean, I'm assuming right. somebody that's like 30. So yeah, that would draw on a whole other couple red flags. You know, like how long were you single in between? And Maybe. you know, like, why are you, how are you finding out? It, it takes me forever to find somebody to even like. So it's like, fact, you yeah. know, yep. <laughs> like, yeah. man, as soon as you talk to some people, it's just like, er, swerve, <laughs> left. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to the five, so without that extra variable thrown in there, mm-hmm. you would look I, at the guy. If I were to be completely honest, I would judge them a little bit. I, mm-hmm. Not judge, I would have certain assumptions. Yeah. Um, But I would try to understand why. I mean, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, because I think it all boils down to, does the number even really matter? You know, like yeah. if you're if you're gonna get marry your spouse, you really if you've already determined that you love this person, you've chosen. Right. Let's see what I did there. Yeah. Chosen <laughs> to love that person. Does that number really count? Would you marry someone without knowing their body count if you already love them? Yeah. If they're clean, does it really matter? Yeah. In my last relationship, I don't actually. I've assumed based on some of the stuff we've talked about, we've talked around mm-hmm. it, but I didn't um, like flat out ask. Because I'm against flat out asking at this point. She asked me mine and I didn't want to answer. Then I told her mine and she was a little, like, it was almost a relationship ender because she was like, I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. So, um. I think it kind of depends. I mean, for me, I think now it, it's starting not really to matter. Yeah. And it's, at the end of the day, like, it's nobody's business really. Like, right. whether it's two, five, fifty, wherever it is, I mean. Yeah. It's kind of something for you to know. I mean, I would say, like, most people lie about it anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. Yep. Um, what about... Oh. oh, no, go ahead. No, what about if you're in, like, a public place, and let's say five of the girls that he... Let's say he has a bunch of bodies, and, like, five of the girls that he's had sex with are in that place. It's his luck, right? Mm-hmm. But would you want to know the number of girls that are in the place that he's had sex with, or the, like... I don't think that would matter. Really, I mean, if if they were interacting, I would want to know if they had a past, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but I don't think that if we're together and we're in a relationship, what difference does that make to me? That's your past. 
you know, if you can't fo- like leave the past be, you can't enjoy the present and focus on your future. Exactly. So I mean, I no. Now if they're having full on conversations, very different story. I mean, why can't you? You can't be friends with your ex. <laughs> you can't be friends with an ex. No. You don't believe that. No. You can be cordial. Uh, you cannot be friends. With define your ex. friend. Hanging out one on one. Uh, texting, so French- calling. So friendship is determined by the amount of time that you spend with the person. It's a feeling uh, you have. I would, to a certain extent, it has a lot to do with the amount of time you devote to a person. Okay. Um, does mm-hmm. it have anything to do with the time? Like maybe not the total amount of time, but like the time of independent interaction, like the intimate time that you spend with someone. What do you mean? Like with a friend, um, with someone who's an associate, I would. I probably won't spend a lot of intimate time with that person. Like one on one. Okay, okay. Um, with a friend, I could go to the house and, case in point, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I consider you a friend. I don't know if you consider me a friend, but I consider you a friend. So, um, oh, that was, do... I pounded my chest, guys. That was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like woo. But um, yeah. So we're friends. Mm-hmm. You don't think that we could have this type of friendship if we had a past oh see okay it boils down to i don't want to be a hypocrite Mm -hmm. but i know a lot of my philosophies in this manner are kind of hypocritical for example i have a friend um he's been a good friend of mine for 10 years now Um, one of my best friends he actually knows a lot of very personal details about me to where he could ruin my life but um now if i were to start dating somebody i would never stop talking to him but then role reversal, if I met somebody and his friend. best friend was a woman and they're texting, you know, late at night and stuff like that. I, Again, I think it all boils down to what I initially said, transparency. Mm-hmm. So as long as we have a clear understanding of, you know, like certain boundaries. And I think naturally it's, you know, it's not being fake, but as you do date somebody, the boundaries with certain people and certain things do have to be adjusted. Not necessarily changed, but adjusted. It's not, it isn't acceptable to text somebody at two or three, four o'clock in the morning, even if it is just a friend. That's just and that's just out of respect for who you're with. Yeah. And that's circumstantial. Some people might be okay with it. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I don't know nobody that'd be okay right. with I'd be. You know, and I think that in that, when you do have a friend that's the opposite sex, that's that close, mm-hmm. you know, to make it, um, if you care about who you're with as well, like have them meet, you know, maybe just introduction and that way it's not like you're hiding something. So yeah. I kind of went on a tangent there, but but not good. Yeah. Good. So yeah, I mean, ideally, the man just has no friends. Right. <laughs> You're his only friend. I'm his only friend. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I prefer male friends though. So that's just because I'm a territorial young lady, young lady. Yeah. Girl, yeah. Young lady. Young lady. What? No, no, I wasn't. That oh, wasn't like a question. <laughs> But um yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um I I believe that you can be friends with an ex. Maybe not to the extent of like um if I'm in a relationship I wouldn't have intimate one on one um conversations or any interactions with an ex, but like texting not like on a daily basis but i feel like that's not that bad depending on what is what it's about like if it's um, i don't know i need some advice on this or you know like something very mm-hmm. surface level then cool but if if y'all meeting up or planning to meet up or mm-hmm. that sort of thing then that's over the line do you think now the dynamic changes so say, for example, it was a situation where you have a friend that's a girl that's been in your life for years mm-hmm. and you meet someone new that likes you. And how would you handle that? What do you mean? Like the girl that's so, been in my life for a long time? Yeah, is she so a say, friend? Say my situation. Gotcha. So I have a friend, you know, the guy that I've known for 10 years, best friends, whatever. Yeah. Um, would would you have an issue with that? Like dating a girl that has a best friend that's a guy? Like, do you think that that there can be blurred lines there? Because um, a lot of people say, you know, men that are friends with women... If you gave them an opportunity... They would take it. Correct. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things that are going on there. I would... This is... It's super circumstantial. If they've been through something like that where... I don't know. He tried and then she was like, nah. And like shut it down and he understood that. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I have to meet the dude and really fill out the situation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because... Yeah. 
Okay. Guys will try. I know generally guys will try. Mm-hmm. If you're friends with a girl and she's attractive and, you know, y'all get along great, great chemistry, why wouldn't you? Right. If given the opportunity. Right. Um, so I have my ears up. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that should be something that's talked about early on. Though. I, Because I, I've had, like, really good friends outside of the Sarah person. Um, <laughs> I've had friends where I was like, okay, this... Actually, I still have a friend. She's not going anywhere. This is a lifelong friendship. I've known her for easily like 15 years at this point. Mm-hmm. She's not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can deal with it. Like we, we don't have anything like that. But well, I, had to, I thought about something. But <laughs> um, yeah, you got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And if you can't deal with our friendship, then. Not for me. Yeah. Right. And I, I've dealt, I think I talked about it on the previous episode. Um, I actually almost lost a friend because I was like, I drew a wedge between our friendship for a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it just, it kind of spiraled out of control. And then the relationship didn't work out. And then it's like, I lost my friend too. So yep, you have to find that balance mm-hmm. to manage both relationships. But I do think if it's a legitimate friend, you should be able to have that friend. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the past, if the current is in good standing. I agree. Yeah. So, being that social media is a big... And I think I spoke about it briefly about social media mm-hmm. earlier in the podcast. But being that it's a, such a big part of our lives, mm-hmm. and especially our dating lives. Yes. Um, How important do you... Or how big of an impact do you think social media has on right relationships? Um, I think it has a, a very negative impact, actually. Okay. Um, I think that... I personally like it because I don't like giving out my number, so yeah. I use it just to as a means of communication. Like, yeah, follow me, blah blah blah. Right. Um, but in general, I think we get very caught into the virtual reality, you know, like mm. uh, of all who we're trying to be or portraying to be. And there's been a lot of studies how this generation is significantly more depressed. Um, but in terms of a relationship, I think that it. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because yeah. on one one hand, you know, if he's paying attention to other women. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's kind of bringing, shedding some light to some things. Yeah. But on another side, it's kind of, it's the whole saying is don't go looking for something that you might find. Yeah, because you will find it. Yep. So, I mean, overall, I wish it didn't exist. Um, I think from a, a standpoint, of, like a comparative standpoint of just my life and like, yeah. you know, where comparing my life to others. Um so much from my occupation to materialistic things to mm. physical attributes um but overall i think it has a very negative impact on dating and society as a whole um i i think it has some positives um but also in the context of the conversation that we're having i do think that it has a, a very negative impact mm-hmm. um it takes away the the mystery or uh, of uh like wondering what am i trying to say it's like Sure, back in the 90s, people had, you know, um, issues with uh, body image and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But you didn't know exactly how the person's body looked underneath the clothes. You're just like, oh, that person's slim. But now you have, it. there's, you have so much more detail to look at and mm-hmm. then judge yourself based on. Mm-hmm. It's like that person has abs like this. They have an eight pack, whatever. Those are things that you wouldn't be able to see walking down the street. Sure. In, in the because past, it uses like a marketing tactic so much, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, and I mean, you probably see it at a billboard on a billboard or at the mall on mm-hmm. like a Victoria's Secret thing. You're like, oh, that person has this type of body underneath their clothes, but walking down the street, you wouldn't come in contact with that. And how often are you in the mall? And if you are, it's for a short amount of time, so you don't have the exposure to it. Now, you have exposure to it all day long in your hand, yeah. You just we're we're too accessible. It's way too accessible. So I mean, you know, for everything from you have literally a phone that's with you all the time. Yeah. So I mean, then it's you're not on your phone. You have uh, Snapchat. You have what's mm-hmm. well, kind of more tied to your phone, but you have Instagram. You have yeah. Facebook, um, MySpace back in the day. Yeah. So I mean, there's always just a level of accessibility, which yeah. I think you can monitor people's movements. So I mean, you can find out if people really are where they say they are, or yeah. if even they're not posting it, somebody else might be posting it about them. And yeah. Um, again, I think that's more shedding light onto a deeper issue. But. And it also, um, it triggers anxiety mm-hmm. because if, and I've experienced this, if you don't, if you're in a relationship and you don't post, or even if you're dating, you don't post where you are, 
or let's say you go oh, okay. a couple yeah. days where you do post where you are, what mm-hmm. you're doing, whatever, and then you go a day or two without. Mm-hmm. The person that you're dating is going to be like, why weren't you posting? That's an indicator to them as like you're doing something you're not supposed to be. You're mm-hmm. somewhere you're not supposed to be because otherwise, you if you were at home, you'd be posting where you are. So where you at? And then it's like mm-hmm. a bunch of extra factors that trigger um, assumptions that are detrimental to the success of a relationship. I agree. And given that exact statement, do you agree or disagree with posting your significant other on your social media because of the level of accessibility that it has? Um, I think... Oh, do I agree with posting? I think, me personally, I don't mind it. I, I like doing that because I'm a public display of affection. I think... I write poetry and stuff, and I think in one of my poems, I said I'm a walking, uh, public, private, something display of affection, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to write poems, too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but um, I just like that. I, I like, you talked about um, love being not only a feeling, but an action. That's my way of showing love. That's my action. So mm-hmm. I don't mind it. But I do think in certain cases, I can see how it can be mm-hmm. detrimental. I think so. I mean, even if, like, well, why would you like that girl's picture? Or, you know, yeah. like, why aren't you liking my pictures? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yep. Or, you know, I've heard they even say, like, in songs now, like, don't date someone that has over 2,000 followers or something right. like that. Yeah. You know, so. Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Social media and relationships is. I think it's detrimental. Yeah. I definitely don't think it's a. It's it gives a you way more things to worry about. I think so. You know, they're wearable. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And it makes you want to know more about it. Like, you're super accessible, but then there's certain things that I can't find out through your social media. Mm-hmm. So then I got to question you about it. And it, it's like a bunch of um, assumptions. It, it really is assumption. Mm-hmm. So you like the picture. That means you like her ass because it's bigger than mine and you don't like me anymore. I hate you. It's like, where did you get that from? Right. It's a like. Yeah. Like, I didn't even no, remember you, I did you it. You can't do that though. For you can't like anyone's pictures, any girl's pictures. Really? <laughs> they better no. be related to you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell no, if you're real or not. Nah, that was a little yeah, serious. It was <laughs> a little, little level of seriousness, you know? Like So, a, a like could end a relationship? It's not going to end a relationship, but it would be a problem. Mm. And that's petty. Like, in the it grand is. scheme of things, does that really matter? Yeah. Not no. Really. Not really, but. Because. I don't know, before social media, you would just see a girl that you thought was cute, and you look at her, and you watch her walk fast, your girl slap you or whatever, because you shouldn't have been looking at her ass, but that's that's the equivalent, like, at the end of the day, he's walking with you, he's not going over there, he just noticed, like, do you notice other people are attractive when you're in a relationship? Absolutely. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm a little aggressive. <laughs> but, okay, so if you can admit that, then why can't? Your significant other notice that other people are attractive. No. <laughs> so you want a blind dude. Yes. <laughs> With five I'm, body I'm counts. Yep, yep. Maybe seven, you know, wealthy, nice car. Right. Um, I mean, no, nah, I mean, he can look. It's a level of respect, though. It's just, I mean, I think if you do it in a way that's not obvious, then it's not really disrespectful. Of course, there's, there's going to be other people that are attractive. Yeah. I mean, and that kind of goes along with the saying of, you know, whether you believe if there's, you have one soulmate or mutual, or mutual, uh, multiple. multiple. <laughs> I got you. So, I mean, I think it's okay, but again, it's just, if you make it apparent you're checking someone else out when we're together, I think it's just rude. Yeah, it is rude. I mean, almost similar concept, like if we're having a conversation and somebody's constantly on their mm-hmm. phone, you know, it's just like, like if you're with me, that energy should be yeah. one and the same. Right. You know, if you know Be that, here with me, don't yeah, like be. Yeah, be, be here, be in the now. Right. Which is also why I don't like social media. Yeah. Yeah. Because it takes away from, like, being present. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, you're so focused on recording where you're at and what you're doing and who you're Yo. with and the experience rather than just enjoying the experience. Yeah. And you have me as a friend on Snapchat. I don't post a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I, if I do, it's, I just post a stupid shit or a quick shit, but I don't actually... Like, if I'm at a concert... Sometimes I do it for other people. I'll just post a bunch. But for the most part, I don't like posting. Mm-hmm. Like I keep my phone in my pocket. I'm enjoying this. I don't want to miss something. I feel like viewing the concert through the phone is it's like you shouldn't even been there. You could just watch somebody else Snapchat. 
basically. Yeah. yeah. So I like to be in the moment, get the feel, the energy of the crowd, the people that I'm around. Mm-hmm. It's the it's one of the best feelings when you actually disconnect mm-hmm. and really just enjoy a moment for that moment and don't even worry about having anything to recollect about that moment. You know, like have anything tangible to recollect on that moment. Right. Because it's you experienced it. You have stories. You you'll be surprised how many stories you'd have to tell if you actually just paid attention. Or in the moment. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you people say, oh, yeah, I was at the concert. Let me show you this video real quick. Yeah. What happened? Let me show you the video. Let me just tell me. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I just yep. recorded it. Yep. <laughs> so. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Anywhere else you want to talk about? With, uh... <laughs> Do you think, okay, here's a topic, um, that it is okay. Uh, no, no, I digress. Should you give your significant other the passcode to your phone? Should you? Yes. Really? Yeah. Now, it, you're talking like relationship or like marriage? Um, Ooh, I got another one. That was the third, uh, <laughs> Relationship. I think okay. that um, I, I, I'm giving out one of my secrets. Um, to build trust with somebody or to... to yeah, to build trust, honestly. I used to do this as an act. I did this with my last relationship. Um, I just randomly was talking one day. having it was I think we were on a date. And I just pulled up the fingerprint thing and just was like, do that. Like, put your fingerprint in there. Because then she understands that I'm serious about this relationship mm-hmm. and I'm trying to move forward and that I'm giving her... I'm giving... I'm trusting her with my password, with access to my phone. And she, like, she has... She can start to build trust in me or whatever. Yeah, I would never. You wouldn't? No. I don't know. I mean, it was a, it was a little tactic. It worked. She was very happy. But <laughs> True. Because if, you know, they're like, well, how, how dumb would he be to actually be doing something? And then right. Give me the and then she's not, she never goes to it. The only time she was going to my phone was if we was listening to music on the Bluetooth and she wanted to change the song or search mm. for something. So, and if she did go through my phone, ain't, she ain't going to find shit. Like, right. I, wasn't, I wasn't on that. And if I was, I deleted it. Sure. What? <laughs> Do you, it's terrible. Do you think? So I, I question. That was this. a joke, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that cheating? So since we're talking about cuffing, let's talk about cheating a little mm, bit. I got a whole episode I want to have on that, but. Oh shoot! Okay, no, cool. we'll, we'll make it no, super no. surface level. No. Do you think it like cheating? It's cheating generally. Um, do you think it matters, or it's more severe? Ooh. I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this. In a marriage, if you have an affair, mm-hmm. versus if you're in a relationship and get cheated on, do you think? Mm, I guess how do you... I, I know what you're saying. Um, I think from a society standpoint, people would say if you're in a marriage, you've made these vows, you've under God that you were going to withstand the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. So if cheating happens, you discuss it, you try to work through it, and then if you fail to work through it, is when you file for the divorce. Mm-hmm. But um, and in a relationship, it's like, well, we didn't even make it to the point at which we're supposed to be serious. So, I'm, you know, like, throw it out. You cheat on me, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. But can you forgive someone that cheats on you? It, are you asking me personally, or like from a society standpoint? Well, societally. Societally, uh, I don't think that's a word. Societally, no, probably societally. not. But it sounds good. Societally, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't think. I think with social media and everything being accessible, I think people assume that they can find another one easily. It's like, and so I got 2,000 followers. You know, like I got all these girls. I could talk to somebody. Well, I got all these dudes that's trying to be with me. And then you end up single and realize oh, nobody really wants you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not like that harsh, but you, you, you get more attention when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So then when you're single, it's like, what happened to all the people that wanted me? And then you end up single for a Why do you think that is? Um, you want... I agree what with you, that, yeah. too. You want what you can't... Like, people want what they can't have. And they they want the... People don't want your life because your life comes with, like, a certain amount of struggle that they're, they're not privy to. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want the image of your life. So if they see you posting pictures with your girl, they want that image. That's Ooh, why I agree with that. People take pictures and say couple goals, relationship goals. They just want that. They, you know what I mean? But they don't know what it takes to have that, that level of relationship. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just they're like, oh, he's with her. She looks good. They look good together. I want to be 
in his space like that to so I look good with her. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I don't know, it's it's weird. But going back to the the cheating question, um, personally, I I think. Damn, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough. We would have to talk about it. And I need to know the reason why you cheated. Mm-hmm. I would I would need to know the reason. Like, every time I've cheated, and I have cheated, for those that don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> every time that I've cheated, I know why I cheated. Damn, every time? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are you trying to... <laughs> like, it's a bunch. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, it was one relationship where I was cheating with the same person. But I know why I, why I started it. One, and I hate to use this as an excuse... But it's just a fact of the situation. I was young. I was 18 or 19. And um, the girl who I was cheating with was older than me. So it was, and I was a freshman in college. So it was like, get the upper class. You know what I mean? It was like, oh it was a, it was an ego thing. And I, it's immature. It's mad immature. But one, most of us won't even admit that. And I'm on a platform admitting to y'all <laughs> that I was immature in my past. I'm not like that no more. So if you're single, holla at me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, I it was an ego thing. I was like, let me see if I can do this. And I had a girl, and she knew about my girl, so I was like, really, like, if I can get this, and she knew everything, this is what, you know, at the time. But then it, and yeah, so that's fair. So I would have to know why you cheated. Um, was it because I'm not doing something, um, whether it's emotionally or physically, whatever? Is it something that's lacking in our relationship that you had to find elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Or was it something you was just drunk and in the moment and doing that? And then if that's the case, then I have to ask, um, do you have self-control? Like, why don't you have self-control? Like, I have to really analyze your personality to find out, are you looking for attention? Are you looking for negative attention? Do you want me to chase you so that you feel wanted? Mm-hmm. What, you know what I mean? Like, what is it about your personality that's lacking? I know that sounds harsh, but what is it about you that's lacking that you need a certain level of or attention from other struggling people. with Sh- struggling with lacking <laughs> those are not semantics <laughs> <laughs> but they're synonyms rather uh yeah synonymous that's the word you were looking for yeah. i wasn't gonna correct it i wasn't I yeah. not semantics i meant synonyms but they're not synonyms <laughs> but uh yeah so what about you what do you how do you feel about cheating is it... I, have I, I try to make it work. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody I've been with for a really long time. I, uh, you know, it kind of broke down to I played with the idea of it uh, as far as, you know, trying to make the relationship still function. But it's just from a moral standpoint, I just couldn't do it. It just didn't align with my values. I kind of feel like um, whether I'm in a relationship or a marriage, it's still the same. The act in itself is still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now as a generation that people don't value marriage as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think cheating is kind of a one and done for me. So really? I, so whether it's a marriage or whether it's a relationship, it's one and done. I would say that. I mean, I can't really speak for sure because I've right. never been married or feelings get involved. So yeah. even when you're mad at somebody that you have feelings with and you like, man, I would never deal with that. And then they do it and you really have feelings for it. And it's like, ah, uh-uh, well, I guess I, I will mm-hmm. deal with this. <laughs> I mean, I think with marriage, it's a little more complicated, obviously, it is. but, um, it's a longer process. By the time you get done with the divorce, it's like, oh, I'm not even mad about that no more. Sh- no, I'm kidding. Sh- I'm kidding. Right. I'm, like, <laughs> no, 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 I'm still mad. But yeah, no, I don't, uh, I, I, I would probably say like one and done. Like, nah, yeah. I can't. I I got another reason. And I probably still would. I wouldn't care. See, I, I, I do. I wouldn't. I just, I think that that can almost be self-destructive. Or not, it could be destructive. It can't. Like, I'm not going to fight for an explanation if you're not willing to give one, but I am going to ask the question. But I mean, the actual answer could be not even the answer. They might say something to but, inadvertently say, well, I feel like you weren't this or oh, you that, weren't that. that. But that's easy to combat, for, or for me at least. Like, I know what I'm doing in the relationship. I know what I'm bringing to the relationship. So if you tell me that I'm lacking something that I know I'm bringing, you can't tell me that. I know yes. you. Mm, I totally disagree with that. Because mm. it has everything and to I, do with like love languages and stuff like that. If you've ever, of course, yeah, right. So I mean, for example, they might say, "Well, I don't, I don't like you don't communicate with me." And you're like, "What do you mean? I text you every day." You talking to the wrong person. I'm just saying know, though. I'm yeah. just saying though. But it's like but I text you every day, and you're like, yeah. "Well, no, like I need communication like this." Yeah. So it's, see, we we and we've discussed this off air, but I'm the type of person who will ask you what is it that you need from me and how do you need it from me. So I'm not just gonna give you what I think 
like I'm not going to give you what my love language is right. because I think that everybody's love language is that which is what most people do if they love getting gifts they'll give you a bunch of gifts and it's like well I, I need words of affirmation mm-hmm. and you're not doing that so but I'm not that person I find out what you like and then I'm going to give it to you so if I ask you what you want and you tell me what you want and I give you that throughout the duration of the relationship and then you cheat and you try to use that as well you didn't do it this way nah we had a conversation about mm-hmm. this and, you know, I've been doing... So, I um, can still try to spin it, though. I mean, because, like, yeah, even, course, even the course. way that you think that you're delivering it, even after that, might that's still be your way of delivering. That's, if yeah. that even makes sense. I mean, that's nah. even, like, really deep. Yeah, it's super, it's super technical, but I, I agree with that because even in me communicating with people, like I said before, the um, my sarcasm stands out sometimes, and it does have an effect on people the way, like, not the way that I intended it to, but it does have an effect on them mm-hmm. in a negative way, so... I can I can see how just because I feel like I'm communicating the right way or I'm giving her love in the way that she wants it, mm-hmm. it's not being translated that way on her end. Mm-hmm. That's possible. But I, I I would ask the question and you just, I, I don't know, you have to have a real conversation, uh, a deep analysis of what you, of the relationship as a whole and if it's worth yeah. saving. I'll just key his car first. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. But, I don't know, because I know in, in the past when I did have the situation of, like, my ex was trying to cheat on me with somebody to get me back for cheating because she found out I cheated. It was, like, I'm thinking rationally in the moment now because mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, we're having a conversation about it. But in that moment, I was not rational. Mm-hmm. So, Kian, not, it, it, it could have been bad because I, wow. I was hot. I was I got a speeding ticket that day. crazy, crazy. The yeah. double work. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, I drove from Cato to the cities in dead ass like 35 minutes. I'm not even joking. Yeah, I, well, how fast were you going? I was going like 120 miles an hour. Not even bullshit. I was hot and I was mad the whole... You know how mad you got to be to be mad? That's why like you're still like driving under the influence because you're like... Yeah, no, I was... <laughs> yeah. Raging. Yeah, my my friend Deshaun, he's been in the car when I had a couple of uh, <laughs> rage moments, and he know my my driving. It takes a whole other turn when I'm in that mode. Yeah, but, hey, don't drive with you. <laughs> yeah, don't let me get mad. Right, don't don't ride with you. But yeah, <sighs> I've grown since then, so I'm not, you know. It's relative. <laughs> <laughs> it's relative. Growth is relative. <laughs> right. But. That's pretty much it for me. Yeah, that was that's all I got. So, um I agree. Yeah. Um, anything else you wanna talk about? Mm. There's a lot of things I could talk about. Yeah, we're gonna have you back. I really I really <laughs> enjoyed the conversation. It's been great. It's yeah. been great. Especially the off air conversation. It's been great. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you, Megan, for being a guest. Yes, um, I you're appreciate welcome. you. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yes, of course. Um, anything you want to shout out? Social media. Um. Okay. I kind of don't really know my social media, so <laughs> let me let me look it uh, up. Well, while she looks that up, um, I'm just gonna say thank you for listening. Um, if you haven't already, again, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You can also listen to me on Stitcher, um, Anchor, and a couple other um, podcast apps. But yeah, subscribe, rate, comment. If you have any questions, anything you want to share, if you would like to be a guest, email me at zaysomethingpod at iCloud.com or follow me on imzay with three underscores on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram, if you guys want to ask me any question, is uh, Megan Della. So it's Megan, M-E-G-A-N, Della, D-E-L-A. And my Snapchat is Della C-M, D-E-L-A-C-M, but I'm not really on Snapchat, so... Uh, fun fact, I'm a bodybuilder, so you can see a couple of cool pictures right, about yeah. that. So. Yeah, she be lifting. You know, something like that. Yeah, she looking for a swole mate. <laughs> right, so. so don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. all right, thank you for listening. Thank you.